I'd go as far as to say it's like completely bankrupt of any musical value. Wow. They sound like they sound like an edgy atonal Kasabian. Like it was an anxiety inducing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey up and welcome to the Temple of Blair episode. I think it's thirty-two now. Mm. Dave's crawled out of his fucking cave <laughs> again to join us. Woo! You right, Shab? All right. What have I crawled out of? Um, you crawl underneath <laughs> your bench press. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see how well you do with that fucking weight, then, mate. <laughs> Come on, I want videos from both of you by the end of the week. Yeah, all right, I'll see what I could do. Ninety-five kilos. That. Ninety-five. Uh, 95 is not bad. Ninety-five is not bad. <laughs> anyway, to the tits though, all the way to the tits. That's what it needs to be. Well, as uh, that was the first time I've gone to ninety five. I was on ninety before, so I, yeah. when I start a new one, I sort of half rip it and then start breaking it uh, down. Okay, uh, okay, interesting technique. Interesting technique. Yeah, just to get a feel for the weight, you know. Yeah, <laughs> feel for half the weight. Well, yeah, I did get a good feel for the weight. To be fair, last night <laughs> on my stomach. And for context. Um... Shab shared an image of him failing a failing a bench press, which has now made the rounds between the three of us. <laughs> the rounds. <laughs> made the rounds. <laughs> the rounds. Have you done anything worthwhile in your absence, Dave? I've got a dog. Uh, nothing then. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of dog? She is. Uh, um, what is she now? She's a lab Labrador Staffordshire Bull Terrier cross, and she's fucking mental. I don't know about dogs. Why do people give a shit about the breed? Because uh, uh, it's all the look and stuff, but we, we just wanted... The, the woman's always been a fan of mongrels, hence why she's with me. So um, we wanted a dog to reflect that. So it's just this square-headed like, thing that's just curious at all and tries to play like tuggy rope all the time. So I'm there just like building up forearms of steel, wrestling with this 23-kilo dog on one arm that's trying to nip my fingers off at the same time. Because um, I've never owned a dog before. The only thing I know about dogs is the book White Fang. So I'm taking everything from that. What's the book White Fang? Uh, the White Fang is a story about um, a wolf becoming domesticated in the uh, Canadian... Is, is it kind of... It's like the wilderness in North America. So it just goes through lots and lots of brutalization and then becomes nice. Uh-huh. Not not that I'm hurting her, but um, there's all these bits about you know how, how dogs fight. And how <laughs> no, you heard it here first. He's hurting the dog. <laughs> He's hurting the dog. <laughs> no, so I'm called police. Bits about how our dogs like fight and play with each other, and it says they're always trying to knock each other off balance by bumping into the shoulders. So I've just started head butting her in the shoulder in a gently affectionate way now, and she seems to enjoy it. So yeah, I don't know if I'll stand up in court, but you know, all right. <laughs> we'll put the dog on the stand and be like. Ugh. Uh, well, uh, Dave, being honest, uh, I've never been affectionately headbutted. <laughs> oh, it's all right, your lordship, it's a dog. <sighs> Jim, you're friends with me, you've been affectionately headbutted. <laughs> <laughs> Other than taking a naive approach to lifting things, Shab, what have you been doing? <laughs> naive approach. I take issue to the your choice of words here. <laughs> please, please inform me on what a, a more mature approach would be to weightlifting. I'm all ears. I'm all ears. <laughs> maybe try and maybe try and lift something less than that weight. Um, mature mature approach to weightlifting is Mark Ripito. That's it. He's the mature approach to weightlifting. 
I've I've done my homework, which was, <laughs> which was to investigate the genre known as Sascore. <laughs> Sascore. <laughs> so I've done that. So I've got my feedback for that. Whenever okay. you're willing to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. G- give give us a brief introduction for the day's benefit, and then tell us everything you know about. Well, I was I was just reading through the I think it was the Screamo um, Wikipedia page, why and there were a load that? of why well, why would I do anything? Well, <laughs> um, is this the shit on shit on Shab uh, fucking episode or something? That gonna be the title of this one, right? Everyone so, needs one. Um, I still haven't recovered from Captain Fucking Marvel. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so. I was reading through a few of these like screamer subgenres, and one that caught my eye was Sascore. Hmm. And I can't recall the. I read out the definition last week, and it sounded like slightly appealing. It was just, uh, but having investigated, I can now confirm that it is complete and utter shite. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so by, by it's, the name, by the name, can I guess? It's like is it sort of like you know people being sassy, but to car music. Um, it's, it's like, well, uh, how I have, uh, I mean, the, the few bands that I've listened to, um, which include the plot to blow up the Eiffel Tower, uh, CU Space Cowboy and, uh, the Blood Brothers, I think right. a few of the bands I listened to, uh, from what I've gathered, uh, the sort of commonalities between these bands is that it's sort of a lot of, um, messy mathcore guitars, of like right. fall of Troy with messy over the top screamy vocals of like, I set my friends on fire. If you know them. No. And, but, but, but beyond that, it's not, it's, it's clearly not a, like a real genre or like a genre with a lot of commonality to it. Cause it, it's sort of a relic of the time when scene bands dominated in 2008 mm. that I probably <laughs> intentionally overlooked at the time. Cause you know, I I'd mm. had some exposure to it and didn't like it. <laughs> and forgot it existed, and then, you know, suddenly rediscovered it. Now and thought, oh, that sounds good, and then just, oh god, now this is the worst of the worst <laughs> of two thousand and eight. So it's very loosely defined, uh, and if you dive into the list of these Sasko bands, you start seeing genres like noise rock and punk jazz being thrown about, um, yeah. and that tells you sort of, oh, by the way. By the way, I've discovered that the collective term for most of my favourite bands outside of metalcore is MTV Screamo. How do you feel about that, Dave? <laughs> I think it's the thing that killed MTV, Shab, and if that's the sort of music that's meant to be on TV, I'm glad it's just Jody Shaw or another bollocks like that. <laughs> uh, to be fair, this, I don't even know why, because I don't think like MTV2 played a lot of this kind of music. Uh, MTV2 was, more was correct. good. MTV2 was good back in the day. Mm-hmm. It had its moments. Uh, the metal so, hour, that was good. <laughs> things like noise rock and punk jazz are definitely not really part of you know the scene genre. So you can see how much that's far removed from genres I like and listen to anyways. Mm. So I started listening to uh, The Plot to Blow the Eiffel Tower. And within like 20 seconds, I, I literally had to go back and check that spot if I hadn't gone on like shuffle play. Because mm-hmm. it, it just sounds like a indie track from like a the menu of a FIFA game. <laughs> it, it's fucking horrible. And then I kept listening to it, and I was like, "There's there's just no, no redeemable fucking feature of this music. It's so bad." Um, but I don't want to. I mean, 
I don't want to be the guy that's dragging up a band that split up fucking 15 years ago and are now completely irrelevant just to shit on them. But, you know, it's a, bit, to shit on them. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a redundant sort of thing to do, but it was like, I'd go to as far as to say it's like completely bankrupt of any musical value. Wow. They sound like, they sound like an edgy, atonal Kasabian. <laughs> That's uh, like it was anxiety inducing. I, I read in, I was written up on everything. <laughs> you're like constantly waiting for a good moment to show up and it never shows up. You know, it's like you're waiting and waiting and waiting and, waiting, and you just you start like feeling anxious about it. You're like, fucking please, something redeemable, please. <laughs> I was, I was reading up on their Wikipedia page and it said their live shows often including everything from smashing the stage, molesting the microphone to random acts of homoerotic behavior. Uh, Wells says, I guess that's the singer, often walked into the crowd to spit on, kiss, touch on, or undress members of the audience, especially men, to which some people took offense. Um, <laughs> at one stop of their final tour, Brandon even insisted on half of the audience joining the band on stage during SLC hunks and encourage them to brutalize the band. So the pretty much tr he's trying to be like a really crap version of a uh, Gigi Allen then. Yeah. That's the first thing that came to mind when yeah. I read that. And yeah. they, they wore like Nazi armbands, but um, with something else instead of the it, it, it says plot, which um, cause I'm looking that's at the it. Wikipedia now because you can't, you can't, you know, mention a, band called the plot to block the eiffel tower and not of me clacking away like a fucking retarded monkey like who are this band this on tv yeah. <laughs> and they and that that, that image of them is quite misleading because they sort of look, look like a pop punk band in that but it's like um it's just music that no one fucking asked for ever it's um it's improvised jazz noise uh <laughs> punk shit i, I just fuck it. i can't get over it it was so bad so they've only got like one album on Spotify as far as far as I could see, and yeah. one album too many, really. Yeah, <laughs> they sound like the sort of bands that would play at this. I, w I went to this um, place in Leeds. Oh, what's, what's it called now? Um, ah, it's like this independent venue where you have to be a, a member and all the rest of it. But they had this evening called a weird evening, and it was bands that sound. Mm -hmm. The description is just exactly like this. There was one where it was like a guy, a drummer playing some sort of like jazz riffs with some guy with like a machine that made noise with like scenes from like seventies cop shows in the background driving across San Francisco, and you just stood there with a pint going, "What the <laughs> fuck is this?" And this sounds like very similar to that. I mean, it it, it gave me a new appreciation of like viking metal and stuff because there's actually so there's so much melody to actually like cling on to when you when you mm. fucking go back to viking metal and stuff when it's like oh when it's just just i hate noise music that's that's kind of what brought i don't know if you know brand new because they're um yeah yeah, yeah. The pop they're like revered they're revered as fucking second beatles by their fan base that's why yeah. i just like totally disassociate myself from that scene because the band the fans were so obnoxious and so pretentious of like I can't fucking I just can't fucking listen to this band purely because of the fans anymore. But they start going into noise, a little bit of noise, a little bit, you know, um thrashy thrashy guitars, not thrashy drums, but thrashy guitars and, and noise rock, which uh, yeah, I can't, I can't get into music when it starts doing that. Um especially when it, it just comes out of nowhere and it's not you don't feel like it's you know, contributing to yeah. the tone that's been established by the song or anything. It's just for mm. the sake of it. I don't know. Why do they call it? Why do they call it Sasko then? Mm. Well, that's that's confusing, really. That it's um, 
Okay, I mean, from that what I can gather so far, the, the strongest link I've got is SASS standing for sexual assault, something, something. <laughs> if that's like the, if a trademark of the genre is to f- fondle audience members against them, you know, without their consent. Um, yeah, I mean, that band. Serious shit. I don't know. I, I don't know if that, that particular album was like a big departure from the sound they were associated with and therefore isn't Sasko, but they definitely didn't fall into the, um, well, I think one of the, Part of the definition was um, chaotic guitars in the Sasko. So I guess that fits. But the rest was kind of irrelevant to the definition of Sasko. I think probably the closest band to Sasko was maybe... There's a, uh, Blood Brothers were a little bit sassy. There was a little bit of like falsetto the whole time and, and like sort of funk, funkiness to it, which then just descended into like over-the-top screams, which I guess... I guess is what you would picture when you say Sasko. And uh, See You Space Cowboy, which by complete coincidence, on the day of that last episode, Stuart sent me a, a video of uh, See You Space Cowboy. They must have just released the song. And uh, that's pretty all over the place. Um, you know, there's there's elements there that's sort of redeemable, but um, it's very messy and very like Fall of Troy, which is just not not what I look for, not what I enjoy. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a MTV screamer head so <laughs> this ends the case study on Sasko mm. yeah close that book that chapter of history for fucking ever please <laughs> and Dave have you been um, socially considerate enough to listen to some of Shab's favourite bands I did not listen to Attack Attack and I'm sorry about that <laughs> I realised it when I was sat on the sofa like earlier on I was reading a book going wait a minute I haven't listened to Attack Attack yet. I've got time to do it, but let's not do that. Oh. They've, uh, <laughs> they just released the new single. They've next. released their new single now on Friday. Yeah, I will do for next time. Don't worry, because uh, I realised that that's my entire reason for being here was to be angry at Attack Attack, and mm. I can't there because I haven't actually had a proper listen to them. Well, I think you still need to listen to the first album rather. The new the new yeah. stuff is a, has a bit of a broader appeal. I think it's oh, got. We don't, you know, we don't want appeal, do we? No, no, we don't. No, we don't. No. I no, mean, to bring be fair, this to deliberately to... alienate ourselves. That's what we want to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, today I listened to the first track of um, that link you sent. What was it? Da, da Goff Rockers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it, what's the story behind these guys? Well, they're meant to be like Warhammer 40,000 Orcs. Now, Sab, Shab, how much do you know about Warhammer 40,000 Orcs? Uh, very little. Very little. Right, we have no time to explain this then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, but... So what- the- they're not they're taking to, themselves seriously, then, or what? They're not taking themselves seriously, no, because the orcs are like the common... The, you know, like Lord of the Rings orcs, where they're like, you know, the, the green things, mm-hmm. you know, and they've all got axes and they're a bit thick sort of thing. The yeah. Warhammer 40,000 ones are sort of like that, but in every sort of piece of, like, film literature and everything, they all speak in... They all speak like Bob Hoskins, with, uh, who's had a stroke, basically, <laughs> and they just cobble together bits of stuff and just explode and go, whoa, all the time. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that... Whereas this band have tried to do that, but they've done it in like a really, really wussy sort of way, which isn't arc metal at all. Hmm. It yeah. was. I mean, the best thing about it was that it just gave me hope for myself as a mixer because the mix was <laughs> so fucking bad. Yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 not what I'd have considered arc metal. I love it for the puns there, but you know, arc gasmatron, brilliant, brilliant. Mm. Taking one of my favourite Motorhead songs and made it about arcs. It's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. The uh, the solo. Did have you listened to it, Jim? Yeah, to a little. Uh, I listened to a little bit. 
Okay, did you hear the verse song then? Yes. The, did you hear the sweet picking in the solo? I mean, I'm not, I, you know, I don't want to get technical, but well, even like... Because we just referred to chaos guitars in, in um, Sascor. I think it kind of has muddied the waters as to how we describe the guitar playing in this. Um, it, well, yeah, it wasn't muddy, but then you get to the solo and it's like, oh, this reminds me of me when I was 15. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's about that clean and it's about that, about that much in tempo. Um, it's pretty shocking, that solo. Gotta be honest. I don't think it's it's a serious venture. That was my biggest takeaway from it. Um, Fair enough. I mean, I've already shit on Sasko. Might as well shit on joke bands as well. It did. uh, (laughs) It did inspire me though, Dave. We should start. We need to start a um, an orc themed death metal band called Grimgo. Jim, Jim, if you'd have suggested this to me 15 years ago, mate, you know I'd have been all over it. You know I'd have been all over it. That's right. You don't have to do it. It'll be just like this podcast. I'll just put your name on it. (laughs) You don't have to turn up or out. Or best sort of band. (laughs) Dave, do you play an instrument, by the way? I used to play guitar very, very badly. Okay. You can play bass then. Yeah, pretty much. I'll I'll try and dig out. I'll try and send the file across of me playing guitar really really badly. And so, well, if I can send you these files, all the bits to which are actually good guitar, that's not me playing. <laughs> right, sweet. That, that was the other guitarist in the band. I was the rhythm guitarist and, and vocalist. So yeah. All right. Okay. Well, listen. Good times. Yeah. Good times um, I had with that band. Yeah. I uh, I listened to the new Carnival Corpse album, by the way, as you recommended it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I told, I think I said this before to you. It like reminds me of old between the buried and me. Um, In what way? Well, it just sounds a lot like the the vocals and the instrumentation is just very very similar. Um, that old between the buried and me is described as progressive metalcore, which is strange because I don't think it's metalcore. It's sort of death metally, and um, the vocals like you know. The, the, it's chaotic vocals, really. It's how I describe the vocals, and, and a lot of um, sort of eighth note snare hits and things like. You know, I, I don't want to get like really technical about trying to describe how the fucking instrumentation is. So all I can say it just reminds me of old Between the Bird and Me, which is not like my fondest era Between the Bird and Me, but it's you know it's listenable. It's it's pretty good. It's uh, it gets you sort of riled up. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the most prolific death metal band out there. And I think the thing about this album is it's it's kind of got a lot more thrashy elements than death elements. And it's kind mm. of like a really interesting interplay between the two if you're that kind of, if you're into that kind of stuff. Mm. I guess that's how I'd describe Old Between the Buried and Me. There's like, you know, there's, there's, it's, it is progressive for what it is as well. So there's different stylings to it. But yeah, freshy, there's definitely a lot of freshy elements to it. Like freshy death, I guess is what you'd call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, considering like the recent lineup changes as well, it's I, th- I think it's pretty good, man. I really enjoy and it. The mix, and you mentioned the mix before, and I noticed that straight away. That I don't usually like pay much attention to the mix, but it is very good. It's like super clear and pristine. Um, George Corpse Grander Fisher also has the strongest neck in metal. The I singer- thought that was Corey Taylor. No, 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 no. Watch, watch the singer from Cannibal Corpse Windmill. It's like it's it's one of them where it cu- it starts at his ears and goes down, and then it just whips his like you know six foot of air around and like blasts all the crowd. They were re- uh, they were playing at Bloodstock when it pissed it down, but I think everyone got more wet from George Fisher just fucking windmilling <laughs> than the actual torrent that was coming down. Uh, did you listen to Attila? By the way, Dave. 
I listened to a little snippet of Attila, I think, and it was I was I was not impressed. So yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I uh I've listened to uh album I think it's twenty nineteen album Villain mm. a few times now. And mm. uh I I do feel like I'll be put on a fucking offenders list for even confessing this, but I quite like what I hear. Um <laughs> It's. The, I mean, there's literally breakdowns with sex noises in it. Oh right, okay. And that's. Uh, I, does, I mean, there's lyrics I can't even quote on here. I think I asked Jim last night to read some of the lyrics, and I don't think he did. <laughs> no, I've been. I've been up against it. But our contention is, um, David, this band crosses over your sensibilities with Shabs in that it's Ooh, a. It's a, It's got kind of like the platform they're speaking from is sort of very sort of whiskey a go go. Yeah. But. The sensibilities in the music are a lot more in Shab's territory. Yeah. So I thought there's there could be a sensibility. The sensibility is in my territory. Don't don't be fucking saying that. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, <clears throat> let me. I don't. I don't know if I want to read lyrics. Um, God, you'll have to. You'll have to fucking. Um, okay. Get ready to uh, beat some of these bits. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So wake up in the morning, take a bit, a piss, and smoke a blunt. Push yeah. to start the Lamborghini, then grab her by the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep in a hesitation before you say the word as well, just so um, everyone knows that you you bore it. Well, I was I was imitating the song. Actually, it does that? It's like <laughs> grab her by the. <laughs> cool. Um, Not very cool, but. Well, or the chorus is, I love when you're on your knees. Dick you down, it's what you need. Yeah. Pussy, pussy wet, you're such a tease. I, lo- I love when I fuck, fuck, fuck you. That's the chorus. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> the discomfort in your voice is like the most compelling part of that. Uh, um, but sound good, Dave? Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> no, 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 Jim, I see what you mean by the whiskey a go go thing, because it is like all the stuff that Motley Crue wanted to say, but like we're told at the time they weren't allowed, but now they've mm. like, now Attila are doing it in a time where it's not, um, it's, you know, gangs of, uh, gangs of groupies backstage aren't glamorous anymore. They're all frowned upon and, you know, everyone's not doing cocaine and riding midgets like Dave Lee Roth was doing and what have you. So I think they're just coming to the party late and going, Oh, look at us. We can say these things. Wee, look at us Lamborghinis. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I describe it as Chadcore because uh, yeah. it's, it's not the kind of attitude you expect from a, a metalcore band yeah. who grew up as like outsiders and are now reveling in being Chads for some reason yeah. in the scene. Yeah, it could do, but I think it's one of these where it's like when you, you know, when you, I, I, I hate shitty, shitty sort of like basic rhymes and stuff like that. So it's, mm. you, know, you know, it's like that one there. It's kind of like you, you're there like two lines behind going, when's he going to say? Come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think it's because it, uh, it's all screamed, basically. Yeah. It's not so obvious that the, the rhymes yeah. are so uh, childish. Yeah. I should mention that the solos are like fucking amazing in this in this album they're all fucking kill i mean jim's heard some of them they're all they're all just i mean there's um straight up quite simplistic metalcore zero zero riffs and then it suddenly jumps into a trivium solo and like every other song and it's just uh pretty sick i like that i like that aspect of it but then the thing about um you know lyrics like that is there's like there's there's porno grind which is like an entire genre of grind card just that just sings about fucking depraved sex shit and stuff you know mm. uh, you know they're, they're doing this like ooh look at us we said this but it's like once again there's an entire f- 
fucking genre that's like we do is on a day-to-day fucking basis so yeah they're trying to think they're shocking when actually you know there's once again there's people who sat around going mate we've been doing this for fucking years what you're playing at Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean you can't do anything new in music these days anyway can you really it's all derivative in one form or another well we don't Um, talk about music anymore then do we No, let's just end the podcast right now. Right, boys. <laughs> we did it, lads. We did it. We sorted music. We ended music. Is there any news? No. I have I have fuck all. Oh, um Sabaton have a song out, um, a new one in a bit at some time. I don't know when. I just saw the announcement today and got a little bit excited. What what's it about? Which war is it? Um it's about the defence of Moscow, this one is. Fantastic. And the thing is, I, d- I didn't like the song "The Royal Guard." I get why they did it, but it wasn't it wasn't a standout song. But Sabaton have never written a bad song about Russians in World War Two, so I don't think they're going to break that step now. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said, oh, "What what 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 war is it about?" I just zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, damn. The, oh, only, the only intri- go on, go on. I was going to say the big, biggest news this week is that Dave's actually listened to this podcast. I have, yeah. Oh, what what episode? Um, I uh, because what what am I uh, gold? <clears throat> I'm now, uh, gold record Dave is now my name because I only listened to the podcast with Dino Cazares on it. <laughs> Fair enough. But it was good. I gained, I gained a lot of respect for Jim from listening to that because I, I, I had none for him before this. And now I realise that he's doing a service to humanity and fully support him in every way possible. <laughs> yeah, you're only six months late. <laughs> Mate, this is me. When have I been on time for? Oh. This is true. Yeah. This the only piece of news true. that stood out to me this week was... Um, Aaron Lewis of Stained describing his new project of something that, somewhere between Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon and Billie Eilish. Ooh. <laughs> it sounds like he's just deliberately trying to grant himself a massive, massive net to cast. <laughs> yeah. I died a little inside when I read that. So yeah. I thought I could share that experience with the, with the listeners. Yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to our... Do you have any... Uh, you know, ideas for our subject of the week, sci-fi metal. Um, I had a couple. I had a couple things that I didn't really see until I like sort of looked them up. Like, for example, yeah. we were talking about what sci-fi and fantasy metal. Like, like yeah. So, so I think the thing was like it jumped to me today being May the Fourth. Why not talk about some uh, sci-fi? But then it's the thing. It's like you know, all, all metal are nerds deep down. I haven't met a metalhead who isn't a nerd. And nerds usually like sci-fi and fantasy in equal measure. But why are there so many metal bands that are based in sci-fi that are like popular no, sorry, that are based in fantasy that people know about and shit. Whereas the sci-fi metal bands are sort of like really put to, to one side in a way. Yeah, why is, why is that? Well, sci-fi is not like inherently very epic. It's cool, but it's not epic. And I think a lot of bands try and, um, you know, I'm not trying to be funny here. I mean, you know, fantasy. Look, it's, epic, look, it's, it's not epic. It's not Uber. No, but no, but I'm not. I'm not using epic in fucking or cool way. I mean, like epic in a, in a broad. Oh, whoa, 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 you mate, know, mate, it's try, a vast try, story too. Try reading some Peter F. Hamilton, mate. Then we'll talk about epics. Yeah. You know what I mean, though. 
<laughs> yeah. No, no, I get you. It's one, I, I think I know where you're coming from with this because it's like, you know, you have your fantasy scenes where it's loads of guys lined up with like swords and shit going, mm. each other across a battlefield whereas sci-fi is all pew-pew lasers in space. Yeah. yeah. Sci-fi is a bit more like isolated. Yeah. A couple well, guys on a ship. Yeah, but then you've got stuff like, you see, I think it'd be, I thought it'd be more in the style of like um, Alien and 2000 AD and, you know, Warhammer 40k, like Bolt Thrower do, where it is that sort of like grim, like warry side of it, but it's like, it's it's that darker element to it and what have you. Yeah, it's like, I mean, Anthrax, I've written I Am The Law, which is the best song about a comic book character ever, but the, the sure. could have, you know, there isn't a band who is like the Judge Dredd themed band, even though there's like loads of backstory and shit that you could do and you could make like good songs out of it. Uh, I don't really, now that you mention it, I, I didn't even look a lot at, in terms of sci-fi. Mm. there's not a lot of sci-fi metal is there there isn't like specifically themed sci-fi metal i've been having a little dig around today and there's more than a thought but once again it's not one of these it's like everyone's a you know blind guardian who've built like a career on singing about lord of the rings essentially the fucking massive art there and you know all these all these you know all these bands that have built careers singing about fantasy there's no one that's got to that level who is like the sci-fi band no this is what i'm thinking man it's crazy i think um i think between the bird and me have established themselves a little bit as a sci-fi band now obviously they're just a massive very like technical progressive metal band but uh the past few albums probably my favorite album by them which is the parallax 2 future Mm. sequence right which which i uh well well, you can you can tell from the the name alone that it's sci-fi it's a it's a concept story that they created and it's pretty convoluted i was just trying to read up Mm. on it again today i actually own the limited edition book that they sold, which explains like the storyline. See, but this, I, this is what I mean. The scope for it, isn't it? Because people have people have done it, but no one no one knows about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's what I mean. Like they're probably one of the more popular bands yeah. that that are doing it because they have another one um, called Coma Ecliptic, which again has has a sort of sci fi concept to it, and uh, all the songs you know f- f- uh, focusing on different chapters in the story essentially yeah. um yeah. i mean in this one there's this like the sort of weird fantasy elements as well there's, there's a bit where a guy sort of swims out into the ocean with the intention of sort of killing himself and he drowns and then a load of like sea creatures um mm. uh, start examining him and uh like uh, i don't know what the word is like an alien fucking abduction basically but with sea uh, sea creatures and the song is like almost sounds like queen it's really right weird uh i don't know why i mentioned that it's just it's the incorporate really weird surreal elements into the story as well and it's all about carrying the story through these songs and things um and the story itself is like a really convoluted sci-fi epic of like Two parallel beings who are one one of whom is trying to destroy the earth and one of whom isn't. Mm. And in the end, that he ends up towing a giant asteroid between the earth and the sun, so it pulls the earth into the sun. That's the story in a nutshell. Don't know what to think of that story. Yeah. Well, uh, but that's the only way. That's Very the only cool. band that comes to mind. Uh, the, another band that came to mind was Alien Re- Weaponry, just for the for the name of the band, for but then they're not yeah. fucking Zypher, but because they're singing about Maori shit, yeah, Maori shit, which is, you 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Even the, even the logo of the fucking band name is like got a super sci-fi yeah. aesthetic to it, and then they're just not sci-fi. Yeah, I feel like it's it's coming one of these first, days. Yeah, my thing when I first saw them, like the video clip, because I first saw them on like YouTube, where it was like the still of like the um, uh, Maori dude with like the rifle in his hand, and the song's called Kai Takang. Kai Takanga. Mm. I thought the band was called Kai Takanga and the song was called Alien Weaponry because that made more sense to me, but it turns out it's the other way around. Yeah, they just. Uh. Did you ever watch the um, little documentary on them? I think it was by Vice. No. They sort of go into the name, don't they? And just like admit that it's irrelevant to them as a band now, but yeah. they came up with it when they were 12 and it just stuck. Yeah, yeah, I just so you're aware, lads, Grimgore has now been registered as a, uh, a death metal hardcore band from Yorkshire. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're such a tit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just so, just... Uh, Dave, the topic we were discussing last week, which mm. you know, I you know, kind of want to extend this to you, is um, guilty pleasure music. Oh God, yeah, we were meant to do this. Um... Oh, um, what is my guilt? Uh, Duran Duran. I love a bit of Duran Duran. Okay, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, Keep going. But stuff from um, stuff from your your youth sort of thing. There will always be a special place in my heart for the Offspring. Um, mm-hmm. AFI is a band that I love that not many people would think that I really like. I loved AFI. Um, they, they push the, the boundaries of email a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I went off. I went off them after Sing the Sorrow. Sing the Sorrow was the last good album. When when Miss Murder came out, I've sort of like separated. I went no, no. Okay. But yeah, well, I still I still listen to a bit of a still listen to a bit of AFI every now and again. Um, oh God, what what else is there from that that sort of like era as a kid? But I I my my one with that is like Limp Biscuit. I always I'll, I'll say this till the day I die. It's like everyone that's our age, no matter how the music taste is diversified, owned the album Significant Other or Chocolate Starfish. So mm. when you stood there in your black metal shirt in a club, being the grimmest person in the world, and break stuff comes on, don't tell me you don't know every single word and you want to fucking dance to it because I do, and so should everybody else. Do you not hold the same sort of uh, nostalgic sentiment for rolling? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. Any, any, any of the any of the singing along Limp Biscuit ones. My generation as well. You know, when yeah. it comes to, if I knew we could fly, it's like yeah, man, done. I did it all for the nookie. That's that's that, that's falling into a tiller territory yeah. now. And, yeah, so it's all, it all comes full circle, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, but it's when I was um, young and stupid. Now I'm old and stupid, but know that, so it's fine. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's one of them where it's like, don't don't forget where you came from with music, because no one was born listening to metal and being fucking into the weirdest sort of like Scandinavian shit you can find. Just fucking chill out every once in a while and just fucking go for it. It's like, it's like we're saying about, you know, like the entire thing about a monomath. You know that Johan Hegg from a monomath has a laugh about his Viking shit and goes, yeah, I can see the funny side to it, you know, like uh, Manowar. Probably. Same I should thing. hope so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing, I think it like Linkin Park. He's away towards you right now. His urge is rolling away towards you. <laughs> oh, I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> his beard's going to get me. Um, well, maybe. They're from Sweden, aren't they? Are they from they Sweden? They are from Sweden, yes. Oh, well, probably. I've, I've been planning to go to Sweden to see various people I know there for mm. a few years now, so it might it might just happen. I can make it easier for him. Small country, mate. Small country will come and get you. Yeah. Well, that's not that small, fucking hell. Yeah. Bigger than, bigger than UK. Um, I was going to say, like, Linkin Park are a band that haven't aged that well, even though everybody mm. probably owned Hybrid Theory. 
Yeah, yeah, we did all on hybrid theory. Yeah, we'll cop to that one as well. Yeah, but, uh, but I, I don't think they've aged as well. I don't think you could play that. I think some of us would be cringing if they started playing like crawling. Yes, it's yeah. it's a strange one that one. Yeah, um, one nah, I, I will I will have a bit of a boogie to a one step closer though. That comes on. I'm like, oh, go on then. Yeah, I was go trying on. to think of the name of that one. I was going to list that as a possible exception myself. Yeah, I don't. It's one of these where I'll I'll it, disturbed as well. Like we're getting more into terms of like metal club bangers. Like down with the sickness comes on. Yeah, I'll have a bit of a comedic dance to that. <laughs> I've, I've seen some people though sort of like shout along with the sort of like no mommy bit, like like it was all them and like they've gone through all this stuff and it's all so emotional. And it's like, mate, it's a fucking new metal song. Just yeah. chill the fuck out of it. What, Some bad shit might have happened, yeah, but just chill the fuck out, man. What are your thoughts on Godsmack? Um, I was not a fan. I mean, they did, <laughs> oh, they did a lot God. for the Rock's career. They did a lot yeah. for the Rock's career, didn't they, with that Scorpion <laughs> yeah. song? But that's, God, uh, that's, that's about it. So. <laughs> Alright, stand alone. Yeah, that's, that's, what it, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, it's that one, but yeah, never. It's those. It's those bands where they've got like they, they all like shared like the three riffs and did a different thing, and they were all on every single WWF fucking compilation <laughs> ever put out, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, it's, like, it's like when someone needs like generic generic fight music or generic MMA music and stuff, they'll put on something that sounds like that, and you're just a bit. Ugh. I mean, if if I were ever to become a boxer, which I'm not judging mm. from my weightlifting track record. Um, I would, I would definitely, uh, unironically, come out to uh, "Bodies" by Drowning Pool. Yeah, yeah, it's been done before. It's been done yeah, before, well, yeah, I know, yeah. but I think it's it's more of an American thing. If you come out in that in UK, I think you get a few uh, disapproving looks, which I'd love to see. Yeah. Uh, when my brother was boxing, he came out to "Let's Get It On," which just yeah <laughs> what? killed the atmosphere. <laughs> What the Marvin Gaye one or whoever it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> genius. I like that. That's genius. It, it was it was very homoerotic. There was a sort of awkward feeling in the room as he yeah. as he walked in shirtless, and uh, it was playing. Let's get it on. <laughs> but I mean, it, oh, well, I mean, the song that Conor McGregor uses is like not the song you'd expect, but then when you read into it, it, it works, doesn't it? Because it's, it's Should, what like Sinead O'Connor on is it? Yeah, Sinead O'Connor doing like an Irish rebel song, but it's not the sort of song that you because it's it's very Sinead O'Connor, isn't it? Yeah, it's very Sinead O'Connor, but then like you you get why he does it, but it, it's completely different to all the other music that people had, you know, that people come out to because there was um oh what's the guy called who used to come out to Bolt Thrower. Coming back to Balter again. Oh, Not oh, sure. Oh, what's his name? The Warmaster. What's his bloody name? He was in a he was in a bare knuckle boxing match a bit ago against this Polish dude. It was ace. Um, <laughs> I'm, not my, I'm at my depth on this one. Yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, that's going. That's getting a bit too deep into it. Uh, I listened uh, to a few of Jim's uh, guilty pleasures, by the way. Oh, uh, don't listen to Jim. What was it? No, what was it? What's her name? Nora. Nora Jones. Yeah, I listened. I listened to that. I, th- I think the commonality in your guilty pleasure is that there's a lot of like jazz and folk in there. Which, what should uh, I say? I wasn't expect. Uh, Sean Hayes, I think. Yeah, I yeah. Sean Hayes, not from Will and Grace. Sean Hayes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, was no lot- disrespect to Sean Hayes from Will and Grace, who is also wonderful. Okay, I, I won't be able to say, but yeah, it's. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be so jazzy, actually. At this Nora Jones, I was expecting it to be a bit more 
chilled out. I don't. I don't know. I don't find jazz that that chilled out. To be honest, it, it's uh, that's what, it's also a little bit anxiety inducing in a way. <laughs> when, uh, but I, I, I wasn't like it was okay. It was okay. But yeah, jazz and country and folk it, and soul wasn't what of, I was expecting. Did it deliver the sort of sensation which I sort of put to you, which was it's kind of like a screensaver for the mind. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. It's not. It's not like offensive or anything. It's it's quite chilled out, laid back. It's listenable, you know. That's all I can say about Nora Jones. So I think your the the common sort of uh, genre there in your in your guilty pleasures is just folk and soul. And I think mine was probably synth. I think we established. And Ooh, yeah, that's right. Wave. Yeah. Are we on about synth wave? Are we sharp? Uh, yeah, yeah, to an yeah. extent, Ele- electronica, that kind of yeah. stuff. Love a bit of synthwave. Okay, okay. So it seems like me, yeah. Dave, and I have more in common than yeah. Jim and I. Here we go. go. Right, we're kicking you off. We're kicking off yeah, this fucking podcast. Off on you now, Jim. You can it's ours right now. There. You thought you were going to pit us together, but now we've formed a weird, <laughs> weird, weird alliance, Jim, and you're getting fucked, mate. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. passwords is fine. <laughs> you can start your own podcast called The Temple of Meh. Oh, <laughs> well, we just sit around not being bothered. Is there any news? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start our own synthwave band, mate. Sweet, yeah, and it, I'll do everything. I'll just put Dave's name on it. <laughs> <laughs> well up for that. I was, I was, um, I was in talks with a mutual friend of mine and Jim's to start a uh, synthwave band called uh, Laser Miners, where it would be like Yorkshire Miners, but in space. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what? The plot to Armageddon. Pretty much, yeah, but with more flat caps. <laughs> okay. And Jim, okay, you fully know that. which block that is just by uh, <laughs> just by me describing the project. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, um, I don't. I don't want to really. I've got a few other like topics, but I think they're probably more deep dives rather than another ten-minute sort of yeah. short topic. That's ever man. What what are, what are they, and then we can work on them for next time. Um. Most overrated bands in metal. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, fucking hell, Dave will be here all day with that. <laughs> Any well, band that's got more than 15 fans is shit. I've got to say, you I know looked, what I looked, I realized? if you Google it, by the way, just sorry to interrupt you, if sorry? you Google it, one of the first bands that comes up is Amon Amath. <gasps> Let me just throw that out there. Let, me, let that simmer for the next week. Shab diplomatic relations have broken down now. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my, I wasn't why. I, I don't know doesn't, what doesn't the matter. fucking fan base is. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I think the 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 uh, justification for it was that I don't know. They, they were like, it was a tedious parody that is outstayed its welcome, something like that. Yeah, but then they brought up Berserker, and Berserker was ass. You know, I, I kind of realised as well. It's kind of almost apt to have that kind of conversation at our age because I was watching watching some live video game commentators and they were talking about how like one studio had been merged with another to just make more Call of Duty games and I was like fucking hell there hasn't been a good Call of Duty since 2009 and I realised that I sound like people who say fucking hell Iron Maiden haven't come out with a good album since 1983 mm. I'm like oh shit I'm that guy now mm. 
but I think with Call of Duty, I think it's one of these Call of Duty is one where they've taken out all the innovation in it. They've taken out all sort of uh, thing of plot and just gone. It's a multiplayer sim. It's a multiplayer game where you can spend your money with a little single player tacked on. Because I don't think they'll ever beat um, the first uh, Black Ops for like plot because that was fucking good. That's uh, yeah, but my point is like we're now the people who are like the kids' incentive structure to play games and engage with the world is not like it was for us, and therefore it is shit. Well, it is, Jim, because you know shooting someone online in Taiwan will forever pale into a pulling your mate's controller out when you're playing on fucking Sonic, won't it? So you know. <laughs> The thing about Call of Duty is that people just don't know what they want. They don't know what's good for them. Like, they brought <laughs> that, up, they, that sounds like an old bloke. They don't know what's good for them. Is it, is it me or the kids that are wrong? No, it's, it's the kids. It's the, um, children. <laughs> it's the children that are wrong. The, the, it, um, when they brought out jetpacks and people were fucking complaining about jetpacks and said, oh, fucking what the fuck is this? Get, yeah. back to the, get back to the roots. And then they brought out World War II and it was like the worst fucking entry in Call of Duty in the past decade. It's like, because it's, because it's boring. We've, we've had jetpacks now. We can't go back to World War II weaponry. It's too boring. We need more lasers and more fucking jetpacks like, and more bazookas. That's what we fucking need. What was that World War One that brought out, which wasn't World War One? It was like had a slight twist to it, didn't it? It was World War, yeah. Battlefield One was just it was World that War Two, but themed as World War One. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because there was one like you know, sort of like a steampunk arm in it or something like that. It was like um, it was pretty much open field, like deathmatch. It wasn't yeah. like trench warfare or anything like that. Yeah. And there was like liberal use of tanks and yeah. things like that. It was. It wasn't bad. It was just. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, um, there's another topic that Dave was not actually exposed to, which I guess we'll, we could ask him from last week's, which was his best uh, gig experiences. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he's got yeah, a few crazy yeah. ones. Um, God, um, I think uh, to cram them into three minutes, I'll tell you all my favourite injuries from gigs. Uh, one, being at the bottom of a six-people pile up at Dimu Bargira at Vakken. Uh, two, Jim knocking out my filling at Lamb of God. Uh, three, that filling being knocked out years later at a, a goat hog gig where I subsequently broke my little finger as well. And another Lamb of God gig where I severely sprained my wrist and uh, was complaining in the toilets about breaking my second favourite wanking and to complete strangers. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't know that you had didn't have a pre-prepared list would you fucking hell Sharp, this is this is just me thinking of injuries at gigs if you sat me down to think of favorite gigs i'd come up with something sensible but this is what ones do i remember all oh, the ones where i was like i should probably go to the doctors but nah, whatever i'm surprised the naked crowd surfing wasn't a memorable experience to be honest <laughs> go on I, I don't know about this um, <laughs> oh my god we don't have time for it it's such a good story no um there was there was a vacuum where i was um incredibly incredibly wasted and uh just decided to crowd surf naked and the german uh was very very shocked when he felt a bare ass in his hand and just dropped me and i smashed my head off the floor so yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll tell you about it offline, Shock. I don't think it's actually safe for public consumption, the whole no, story. probably not. Probably not, but there was another cool crowd surfing experience where I jumped up crowd surfing. I'd dropped my uh, dropped my uh, litre stein that you get from Vakken. Jim picked it up, threw it at me. I caught it in the air. I got a couple more rows forward. Someone decided to drop me anyway. I dropped, crashed my head off the floor, thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to found everyone? I looked up, and there was one of our mates chatting up this bird like right above me. So I'm like, ah, back with me. <laughs> yeah, uh, all this, uh, all these traumatic head injuries are starting to explain a lot I've got to be honest Mate, those, yeah there's there's a fair few more traumatic head injuries <laughs> uh, but that's a, that's a topic for another time I think okay well uh, prepare the list and well we'll just sit back and listen to Uncle Dave Uncle Dave tells stories about head injuries and concussions and all the rest of it yeah. the first time uh, I broke a tooth uh, geek was a Guns N' Roses tribute band <laughs> good one right do you want to wrap it up then yeah, we do. Um, I've, I've stopped. I've stopped asking. I've stopped talking about waiting and finders because no one gives a shit. And I feel like it's actually, you know, it's less that I feel. I feel like a narcissist. So now I've just started saying Google it. And no one listens till the end. Yeah, well, yeah, that's not true. Yeah, it's narcissistic to think people want to get in touch with us. So just Google it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> that, that, was the, that was the best one yet. <laughs> Actually, I just just put it off and I'm fine.